When Jennifer injured her back as a teenager on a trampoline, she didn't know that she was going to spend over a decade in pain. But then God stepped in and through the prayers of a simple saint, one simple prayer, less than 30 seconds, the Lord cracks her back back into position. Her body physiologically changes. All of her pain goes away. She's able to touch her the floor for the first time in over a decade. All of her pain is gone. This supernatural healing is an example of what God wants to do with every single believer. It's available to you too. We'll show you how to do it. Hello, my friends. I'm your host, Scott Gilbert, and it's an exciting show. We work really hard prayerfully determining, Lord, who do you have? What do you have that will encourage our listeners and provoke all of us that there's more, that there's more, that Jesus paid a price for us to walk in fullness? What does that look like? So every week we bring you guests with testimonies of encounters with the Lord beyond the norm, supernatural healings, uh, supernatural experiences with the Lord. Because you know we serve a God of miracles. I had a, um, a real good friend once. Uh, he wasn't a friend at the time. He was a complete stranger, actually, who had uh, just a crushing injury. His body had been just shredded. He was in a terrible accident like 20 years earlier. And he was walking on a cane and just in immense pain for 20 years. And I remember saying to him, well, hey, you know we serve a God of miracles, and Jesus still releases the captives, right? And he said yes, and ended up through a few opportunities praying for him, and the Lord completely and totally healed him in a moment of 20 years of pain and suffering and misery and released him of the bondages, not just the pain and the suffering in his body. I mean, the Lord regenerated lung and ribs and moved, you know, took metal out of his body in a moment. It was amazing. But the, uh, the relief that he received by the chains that were broken in his mind was just the real miracle. So it's our calling on this broadcast to bring you True life, supernatural testimonies of God working through regular people. I always say this, regular people just like you, not the elite, not people that have book deals and jobs with buildings with steeples on top, but regular folks. And my guest tonight is just a wonderful, wonderful woman. I met Jennifer Hartung several years ago. And I just know her because if you're familiar in Hampton Roads with the uh, the Spirit-filled, the revivalist churches, the churches that are moving in power, the churches that are moving in what I call raw power worship that really hosts the presence, you've probably seen Jennifer leading worship. And there was a, a few years ago, maybe a little less than two years ago, we were at the same event, I was asked to come speak, and Jennifer was there leading worship, and she just had an amazing experience, which she's going to tell you about. So Jennifer, thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. I love your heart. Yeah, I love your heart. I love the way, uh, I always love it when we're someplace and you're leading worship because the, the atmosphere changes. And I know you're not a, God's not a respecter of persons, and you're not unique in that, but you've definitely... You definitely have a connection with the spirit that is palpable, that people can feel. Mm. And I think that's going to be really encouraging for our listeners today that are looking for, is there more? Mm -hmm. And how do I move in more-ness? What Mm -hmm. what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So let's start with, 
kind of what the way the Lord touched you, if you, um, I guess about a year and a half ago now, mm-hmm. uh, what was going on with your body? You had a supernatural healing in your back, mm-hmm. and what was going on with you then? Um, when I was about 19 or 20, um, I won't tell you how long ago that was or else <laughs> I'll be giving my age away. Um, when I was about 19 or 20, I fell, um, and hit, I fell on my, on my tailbone mm-hmm. and, um, definitely I knew there was, um, some movement there in my spine. It was terrible pain, but because I was young the next day, I felt, felt pretty good. Um, but as the years went on, um, and the more wear and tear, um, I started to feel the effects of that fall, um, as time went on and I experienced back pain for many years, um, all the time. I just pretty much got used to it. Um, and, um, it would be so much at times that I would have to, um, lay on the floor, um, and I couldn't move, um. Wow. And so it was, you know, there were times where it would affect my sciatic nerve so much that I just, all I could do to, um, to relieve the pain, even a little bit, just to lay flat. Um, and so it definitely, um, you know, was, um, it affected my life yeah. and, um, definitely my quality of life was affected by that. So I'd gone to, you know, been in many church services, prayed for healing, um, and, um, I knew God could do it, and I believed he wanted to, Mm -hmm. Um, and um, so I just kept believing and kept praying and um, kept receiving prayer, and every time it would, um, I'd feel a little relief, but then it would would always come back, and so um, this particular night when we were at this meeting um, with Scott um, at Ingleside, that's that where was we a, were. That was Ingleside Church mm-hmm. in Norfolk. And what I remember about that is you were leading worship. They asked me to come speak. It was mm-hmm. like a special Wednesday event or something. And it was a small group. I remember there only being about 25 people there. Mm-hmm. And maybe five or six of them were my friends. So it was a small group. And you were there leading worship. And and anytime I go and, and do this, um, speak on the authority that we have in Jesus, um, the opportunity to whatever Jesus did, it's an opportunity for us to do the same thing. And some people listen to that and they think, oh, that's completely blasphemous. But the reality is I don't believe Jesus came to show us what he could do, but to show us what we would do. And as a good teacher, he modeled it. Everything he did was modeling. So when we look at Jesus's life as a model for our life, then what he did, we should do. In fact, he told us that we would do greater things than he did mm-hmm. and he did some pretty amazing things so we were at ingleside church you were leading worship small group and i remember we had um you know a prayer line people coming up and asking for prayer and i remember you were at the end i was yeah you were mm-hmm. near the end and i and i felt like you were kind of hanging back um because you're you're comfortable you're familiar with this but there seemed to be a reticence almost because I feel like you had been prayed for many times. Mm-hmm. And what does that do for someone when you have a chronic pain, you believe the word is clear that Jesus does heal, still mm-hmm. heals, mm-hmm. but you haven't tasted it. You haven't experienced it. So what does that do to you as the one in need of, of healing mm-hmm. after that's happened over and over? Um kind of lose um i guess this um still still believe the lord wanted to heal me and that Mm -hmm. he could heal me um but i i wasn't getting my hopes up 
Yeah. I'll just put it that way. So you weren't unbelieving. Right. You were just not not really leaning into it, we'll say. Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah. I was hoping, but I, I, I didn't want to get my um, expectations up too okay. high. Um, but in the meantime, I still deep down I felt there was something very different about the way you were you guys were praying for people which is why I actually got up later which is why Mm. I was in the back because I waited and watched and I thought there's something I just feel there's power on this and there's something to um the way that you all would pray Mm -hmm. um with such authority um and I was like you know what I'm going up there I'm getting prayed for yeah and you came up Mm-hmm. And uh, I want you to tell what happened because uh, it's just beautiful and dramatic what God mm-hmm. did in a moment mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came up and um, Scott and his team laid hands on me and um, they just uh, began to um, command um, the the pain. I don't remember the exact words. It was a couple of years ago. Um, but they com- instead of just like asking the Lord, like, Jesus, would you heal this person? It was more like, no pain go in Jesus name, you know, and it was, there was such authority in that. Um, and I knew from scripture, that's exactly how, um, the Lord taught us to pray, Mm -hmm. um, in these types of situations. Um, and I felt that power just kind of like, it was like a burst of electricity through me. And I heard in my, um, cervical spine, I heard like, a couple of cracks and I heard movement and I had heard that I've heard other people say that happened to them. And I think, Oh, that's so cool. I would love if that happened. Yeah. But, but when it happened and I heard it, I couldn't deny that I'd heard it. Mm. And, um, and then of course you asked me to do what I couldn't do before. And I could touch my toes, which I hadn't been able to do in many years. Yeah. Um, and with no pain and I walked out of there pain free that night. Yeah. Um, and so I knew that God had moved in my body. Um, and it was yeah. it was quite supernatural. And so you felt your spine move. You, I mean, I, there was a crack or mm-hmm. two and things almost like a knuckle cracking and going back into position mm-hmm. in the moment. I felt the movement. Mm-hmm. Your body, your body responds. Your pain goes away. Mm-hmm. You're able to. I remember you're able to re- t- like touch your toes. Mm-hmm. And you said, I haven't been able to do that for like a decade or something. Yeah. And. Uh, and just the thrilling part about that is that this is available to absolutely every believer. Mm-hmm. This is not for the elite few. This is for all of us. And what would it look like? What would it look like if when people are injured or sick, the first thing they do is they say, I got to find those Christians that pray for people and they get healed. Take me to a church that's like that mm-hmm. instead of call an ambulance, you know, go to the ER, which, you know, if you need that, do. But what if there was just kind of an ethos among the world that when they're hurt, find me one of those Christians that hears God and prays for people and they get healed? Mm-hmm. See, that's the vision that I have, that I, I think that's where the church is moving. Um, now we're moving closer to that. I think it's coming. Mm-hmm. So if, if you look at kind of the scriptural authority for this, in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus sends out the 12 apostles, and he calls them all together, and he gave them authority, it says, to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. And he sends them out, and he gives them, um, he gives them an assignment. Mm-hmm. Really, this is the assignment, Matthew 10, 8. He says, uh, or Matthew 10, 7 for context, go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. 10, 8. Heal the sick, 
raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out devils, give as freely as you've received. And what I think is very interesting is that a lot of people read that and they say, why is he asking me to do something impossible? I can't heal anybody. I can't raise the dead. I can't cast out devils. I can't do any of these. Why does the Lord ask us to do impossible things? And I think the answer to that is, so you'll know it's not you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Jennifer, when you were healed, I always like to tell people after we pray for them, okay, can you check it? Right. And that's when you bend and touch your toes and all that. Mm-hmm. And I always say to them, now, don't be nice to me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're in the South and people are nice and they'll they'll limp away on their hurting leg and be like, oh, it's okay. No, it's not. It's clearly not okay. You're clearly still hurt. So don't be nice to me. Mm-hmm. And I often say this, don't be nice to me because I can't heal you at all anyway. It's just Jesus doing it, not me. So when the Lord says heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out devils, he's asking us to do something impossible because then we'll know that it's not us. Mm -hmm. But just because you don't like the assignment doesn't mean you don't have to do the work. A lot of people don't know what to do with that assignment. So what was different from for you, Jennifer? What did you hear when we prayed for you that really activated the healing compared to what you had heard before? Um, the difference was that, you know, wasn't um, just like, you know, what the scripture says, you know, heal the sick, raise the dead, cures, cure those with leprosy. Um, he's not, the scripture doesn't say go and pray for those who are sick mm. and, you know, ask your father in heaven that they may be healed. Yeah. It doesn't say that. And there are some places in scripture where it says pray for the sick that they may be healed. But this particular scripture, when he sent the disciples out, he's telling them, you know, yeah. um, you go heal them. Yeah. It's and active. It's, it, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, we have the same Holy Spirit in us that, yeah. you know, that raised Jesus from the dead. So, um, it makes sense that he would say, you go do it. Mm. And he said, greater works will you do, Yeah, you know? And like you said, it's not us, but it, it's the authority that's been given to us because of we are sons and daughters, you know, Amen. and we're seated in heavenly yeah. places, <laughs> yes. you know? And so, you know, the difference was you came and you commanded, you commanded the pain to leave. You yeah. commanded my, my spine to line, to line up. up. Yeah. Um, and you spoke to, you know, you, you spoke to my to, body to and body. you told yeah. it to line up with the word of God. And that yeah. was the difference. Yeah. And that's available for everyone. So I'll, I'll just kind of model what that prayer would have sounded like. First of all, it's really short. So if you go longer than 10 seconds, you're probably too long. You're probably making it too wordy. You know, Jesus was really short when he prayed for people. He said things like, uh, extend your hand, pick up your mat and walk, um, you know, stretch out your hand. Um, all of these are Lazarus come forth, three words. He doesn't belabor it. But, you know, Jennifer, what I learned in the church was we would pray for the sick, but we would, it would sound something like, Father, you love Jennifer, and she's your daughter, and Lord, could you just touch her right now? Lord, if it's your will, mm. would you just heal her body right now? And really what we're doing in that is we're coming to our Father like a beggar. Mm-hmm like an orphan, like I got to pull on his sleeve and hope that maybe he'll hear me. Instead of what Jesus said was, he said, little children, it gives your father great pleasure to give you the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So that prayer would have sounded like, I think what, what, what I did was, father, you love Jennifer and you love me. And right now on the authority of Jesus Christ, I command all pain, get out, body be healed right now. 
back line up right now. All muscles line up, all nerves regrow, whatever. You just kind of riff. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. I say right now a lot, and I say on the authority of Jesus Christ. My, this is not my authority. This is his authority. But when we speak to the body, and I've had people that I've taught this to before that as they're starting, they pray and they kind of command God. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and Lord, we just command that you heal her back. No, 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 no. That's not what we yeah. do. No. <laughs> we thank our Father. Thank you, Lord, that you love me. Thank you that you love Jennifer. Thank you for healing power. Mm-hmm. Thank you for dying on the cross that we would have access to you. You can thank him for things like that. But then when we actually pray for the sick, we speak to the body. We don't speak to the Father because he's already given us the authority for this. So you speak to the body. So it would sound like well, you know, whatever they have going on, Jennifer had back problems, and I would just speak to the body. And right now, in Jesus' name, I command, back be healed, all pain, go now, in Jesus' name. And you just let it sit. Now, here's the step of faith when you have to say, okay, check it. Most people don't want to do that, but I believe that's really where the activation of faith, I've seen it over and over. It's when they check it that stuff happens. Now, I don't know for you if you remember. So you felt your your back cracking. You felt things going into place. Mm-hmm. But when you bent down and touched your toes, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's when the pain went away. Had the pain already gone away? Was there an activation of faith like when you tested it? Do you remember? Possibly. Um, however, I do think that it occurred when the movement in my spine occurred. Yeah. Um, and I think um, doing that was was for me to realize it, but also I think it was for others who are around me yeah. um, to, to see that I could do that. Um, but during that, you know, in checking it, um, I think I was already healed. Yeah. But I do know that there are circumstances where it is in the checking that the yeah. healing takes place. Yeah. So it's, That's why you want to have them check it. And mm-hmm. uh, it can be very nerve-wracking. Check it. And what do we do if it's not, there's no change, not completely gone? We pray again. We pray again. That's right. That's right. You know, <laughs> um, Jesus modeled it. Jesus pl- prayed for the blind man, had him um, wash in the pool of Siloam. He prayed twice. So I always say if Jesus can pray twice, we can pray like 200 times, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so we can really lead into it. So if you don't see it the very first time, I pray again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pray two, three times for sure. I usually don't go much more than that. But Jennifer, the other side of this that is just such a beautiful um, element, I think, is your heart for worship. As I was preparing for this show, I really felt like the Lord said to me, it was your heart for worship hosting the presence and the inhabitation of praise. The word says that that God inhabits the praises of his people. And the way you bring that together, I really think it increases the anointing on people like me. I think it increases the expectancy in the in the congregation when we have the praise and worship that you bring. So I want to talk about that. But first, 
A little bit of uh, exciting things happening on the Firestorm Live broadcast. You're listening to Firestorm Live. I'm your host, Scott Gilbert. And every Tuesday from 530 to 630 on 89.1 FM, we are excited to provoke you that there is more, that the Lord paid a price for all of us as sons and daughters to walk in fullness. And what that looks like is being his hands and feet to hurting people, moving in love. Now, Firestorm Live. We are listener-supported, and we have a really exciting thing happening. One of our uh, a local church, Grace and Power Church in Chesapeake, if you listened last week, we had their pastor, Calvin Allen, on, did a wonderful show with us. Grace and Power Church really believes in this model that we're showing of, of what it means to be a believer, of praying for people in the public square, of moving in love evangelism, and they have put out a matching challenge for us. It's, we're just so thankful. So between now and the end of May, Grace and Power Church is going to match every donation that comes in to Firestorm Live, Firestorm United is our ministry, firestormunited.org is our website. They're going to match up to $2,000, which is an incredible blessing and gift for us because we are listener-supported and uh, we really just want to keep bringing this to you. So because of the faith of Grace and Power Church – believing in us, um, everything that you give between now and the end of May will be doubled. And it really helps us continue what we're doing. So if you would go to firestormunited.org, there it's very easy to give. Everything is tax deductible. You will get a statement at the end of the year. And we just are so thankful for you to consider pouring into what the Lord is doing with us. So my guest today is Jennifer Hartung, and Jennifer is a worship leader just extraordinaire. The way the Lord inhabits the praises of his people is just so palpable when Jennifer's leading worship. And Jennifer had an experience with the Lord, a supernatural healing, where he took away in a moment— Uh, over a decade-ish of pain, uh, chronic pain in your back. And actually, the Lord, in a moment, she feels her back crack into position. Um, Pain goes instantly away. She's able to bend and touch her toes. And that was more than a year and a half ago. Pain has not come back, and she's moving in fullness. But what I was saying before that little break was that, Jennifer, I believe that the way that you bring the praises of the people to the throne, it encourages a supernatural movement of the Lord. So can you just talk about when you're leading worship and we're, you're changing, the the Holy Spirit is changing the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. What is that like for you (laughs) to be in that position and, and seeing, seeing the Spirit encounter people? Mm That is um, actually one of my favorite things when I'm leading worship, actually, is to just look out and see the people and see the beauty of the Lord on people because he doesn't dwell in buildings anymore. He dwells inside of us. So a lot of times um, I would just see Jesus all over people's faces, and that actually ushers me in even deeper into the presence um, to see that. Um, and the atmos- it pierces the atmosphere. Worship pierces the atmosphere and there are portals in the spirit Mm -hmm. um that it opens 
with just the right, there's certain notes. The Lord will give a certain song or wow. he'll give a certain note or a certain melody. And the moment it's released, it's like a key and it just opens up something in the atmosphere and heaven's opened. Yeah. And, um, and I think it really does come from a place, um, of a foundation of intimacy with the Lord in the secret place. Um, and just, just know, we, knowing how he sees us and how he, how he delights in us. I think when we come, um, and that's something that, uh, the Lord showed me several years ago when I first actually discovered IHOP KC in okay. Kansas City, International yeah. House of Prayer, um, is the whole bridegroom paradigm revelation and just seeing um, and um, yeah. God revealing to my heart um, how Jesus um, desires us as the bridegroom and um, how he delights in us. Even in our weakness, he delights in us. Um, even in our weakness, he pursues us. Um, he... He's just so passionate and in love with us um, as the lover of our souls, as our best friend, as our brother. And then, of course, our Father God um, delights in us as his children. And so I think when we come with that heart and um, that revelation and knowing how he sees us, we come in so much easier. There's no striving. There's just a place of rest. And then from that place is where he just, he loves it, you know, because it's just daddy with his kids, you know, it's just Jesus with his bride. Amen. You know, as I was thinking about this and talking to the Lord this week, Jennifer, knowing that we would be here together, uh, I always kind of storyboarded in my mind, and there's always a cool testimony. You have a great testimony. It's beautiful to see what God did with you. But I was asking the Lord what he wanted with this and how, what would mostly, what would greatly glorify him the most? And he brought me to John, Gospel of John, John 12, actually 11 and 12. And in John 11, in John 11, at the, the beginning, it's the raising of Lazarus. And we all know the story of the raising of Lazarus. This is the most amazing miracle in the history of the world, bar none. There, no one had ever been raised from the dead. And so many people start believing in Jesus because of that. And this is what really sets the religious leaders on edge, that they are going to, they're going to find a way to kill Jesus, and they're going to get rid of Lazarus also because it was such an amazing thing. The high priest says, you know, it's better for one man to die for the people than for the whole nation to go. So I was, in La- I was in John 11, but then I go to John 12, and at the beginning of John 12, we have Jesus is anointed at, at Bethany by Mary with the, uh, the perfume, right, which we believe was like her dowry. This is like her greatest possession. It would have been a lifetime savings. It would have been way more than a year's salary, and we know the story. She breaks it. She anoints Jesus um, with perfume. She, um, with her tears, she's washing her feet. She's drying with her hair. And right after that, at the end of of John 12, we have the triumphal entry. And the triumphal entry, we all know, Jesus rides into Jerusalem. This is the high point of his ministry. Everyone is coming to him. And they're saying things like, Hosanna in the highest. You know, Jesus, save us. Jesus, son of David, be our savior. Mm -hmm. That's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And what the Lord brought to me, Jennifer, was that incredible act of worship by Mary with the with the perfume and in her tears and in her just raw worship, it actually broke forth the greatest demonstration of worship calls forth the power of the triumphal entry in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's amazing that when you worship that way in total abandon, and when I've seen you lead worship, that's what it feels like. It feels like 
we've all seen worship leaders that they might be great, but it feels like a show. It kind of feels like I'm going to a concert. And there's just something that tweaks a nerve in me that like, it's not really about you, Lord. It's kind of about them. And I know with you, it's not like that. The way you host the presence, I believe is just like this in John 12, that when you break the perfume and you crack it open, the the mercies of Lord of the Lord pour down. And I think it's very much like the triumphal entry, which changed the whole city, which changed the entire region um, at that time. So I just want to encourage you in that, Jennifer, is that the way you the way you usher in the presence is is really unique and beautiful. And I would, I'd love for you to talk more about it's really housed in the secret place. And I think that's a word that a lot of our listeners know. Um, may be comfortable with. And then others are like, okay, tell me more about that. Yeah, it is our honor to encourage you that Jesus paid a price for you to walk in fullness, walk in peace, walk in power. And we bring you testimonies of love evangelism, of people getting touched, getting healed, getting released, getting set free, uh, rededicating their lives from regular people just like you in the grocery store, in the line of the bank, at the gas pump, as a normal part of their everyday lives. And this is available to absolutely every believer. And that's what the Firestorm Live broadcast is about, sharing those testimonies of regular believers just like you to encourage you that there is more. And the Lord wants, he wants to co-labor with you every day, everywhere you go. So Jennifer... As we talk more about the way the Lord healed you in a moment, which was beautiful. And I'll mention that that night when we were at Ingleside Church, like I said, there was a small group, about 25 people there. But I remember there were probably 17 to 20 people that said they needed healing. And like almost every single one had a testimony of the Lord touching their bodies. I remember we had one um, one man with a back and hip pain, and he, we found out that he had one leg a little shorter than the other, prayed for him, and the Lord grew his leg out right there on in his chair uh, before our eyes, uh, probably three-quarters of an inch. All of his hip pain went away. Your back got healed with supernatural cracking and popping. Uh, I know we had some arthritis, and pain went away from that, and, and then other people with just sinus headaches and things like that, which is cool because it doesn't it's not different for the lord to heal a sinus headache as it is to heal a chronic back injury it's the same holy spirit but i remember there was a, a very high percentage for me usually when i go do this we we usually see 30 40% of the people healed but that time it was more like 80 or 90% and i believe that a large portion of that was because of the way you host the presence and the just the raw worship and as we were talking in the last segment, you had mentioned that that comes from spending time in the secret place. So you're able to do that by spending time in the secret place. Is that available to everybody? Absolutely. What Absolutely. does that look like, spending time in the secret place? Maybe define that term mm-hmm. for people that might be just tuning in and they kind of are. Tell us what that's like. Sure. Um, for me, it's just. I particularly, um, right now, I'm loving upper room worship. Okay. I love that. I love that place. I love, you know, lots of different um, worship music, but that's really my go-to right now. 
um, and just putting on, you know, intimate songs um, and different songs um, bring um, different songs have um, depending on it, they have more some are a little more anointed than others and okay. you can kind of feel God's power on them. Um, and I, I, I personally feel his presence more when I'm um, listening to a song that is just speaking about the beauty of Jesus mm-hmm. and um, just just pouring out our love to him. And, um, and so for me, it's just super simple. I go to get my Starbucks in the morning and it normally takes place in my car as you, I don't know, whoever, you know, some folks do follow me on Facebook and they see a lot of my singing videos are actually recorded in my vehicle acapella because that's where I spend a lot of my time with the Lord and I get my inspiration and I'm like, Oh, let me do a video real quick. Um, and so it's for me, it's very simple. It's just finding somewhere quiet, putting on worship music that draws you into his presence. Um, and and then just sitting there and letting him love on you. There's really not a lot of striving there, um, and there's none actually necessary. He desires to love on us, and he desires to be with us more than we desire to be with him. So the moment our hearts move in his direction, he's coming. He's he's right there. He's just waiting. Um, and so I think, um, you know, just soaking worship, just soaking in his presence um, and just letting him love on us because hard sometimes to receive love. Like we can give, mm. but I think it's, it's hard sometimes for people to receive and, um, that it's so necessary because the Bible says he loved, we love him because he first, he first loved, loved us. us. Yeah. So in order we love him back with the love that he pours into us. So he pours it in and then we just lavish it back on him. Just like Mary did at his feet and breaking that bottle of perfume. Yeah. We give back to him what he's given us. He gives us what we need to lavish back on him. And it's this beautiful exchange. It's why he died on the cross for full communion with us. That's what he wanted. That's why he died so that he could be one with us. Um, because he, 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 mm adores us that much he loves us that much um yeah and you know for me growing up as a believer as a child i was in church you know my whole life and uh did everything right did you know i said the prayer i i tried to be good and then i tried to be better and all the things that they taught me in church but until i really and i and i heard a theology very clear that was jesus died on the cross because you're a wicked sinner you need to have your sins paid for say the prayer and that's not wrong that is true we do have a sin problem but what if jesus was redeeming lost sons and daughters more than he was bearing the burden of my sin although my sin needed to be paid for and the god man could eternally pay for all the sins of all the world because he's god uh, on the cross He could suffer eternally in six hours because time is different for God. So, yes, definitely the sin problem is carried away at the cross. But what if underlying that is your incredible value? So you're not just this wicked sinner saved by grace holding on with my fingernails to my father who really isn't that happy with me anyway. Mm -hmm. He had to basically beat the daylights out of his son because of me. Mm -hmm. What if it's more... You're the lost sheep that I'm going to leave the 99 for, and I will go through all of this because you're so incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. And I hear that. That's what you're saying Mm -hmm. is that when I spend time in what we call the secret place, which is just quiet in your prayer closet, wherever in your car, wherever you are, and just lavish back the love the Lord has already poured on you. But until you know 
how much he loves you and how valuable you are that you're worth the blood of Jesus, not because you're just such a wicked worm of a sinner, but because you're that valuable that the God-man would fast heaven for 33 years, walk among us, be completely sinless, show us a perfect life of what it looks like because you're so valuable. Then go through the Roman crucifixion, which is the most heinous death that really man could have, had ever created up to that time, not just because you're such a sinner, but because you're a lost son, a lost daughter, and you're so valuable. Let that wash over your heart. Jennifer, I feel like there are a lot of moms out there like you. You've got two little girls. I do. How old are your girls? Six and nine. Oh, wow. They are young. So yeah. Jennifer's got two little girls. Yeah. She's a working mom. You're a you know fairly popular worship leader. I know you spend a lot of time doing that. You have a lot of things going on, and I just feel like there are a lot of moms out there that are really wrung out. Mm. They're working. They're keeping the house. They're trying to provide quality meals. And a lot of them are now homeschooling this year. They didn't expect to be. And then there's this burden of discipling my daughters, discipling my kids. And I think just from talking to moms that are kind of in your you know, age group with little kids, we outsource to an extent. We take them to the Bible study, the you know vacation Bible school. We take them to the Awana meetings. We take them to the youth groups, which is all good. But how have you seen your daughters respond to the Lord because they see their mom mm-hmm. modeling praise and worship in the secret place? How have your little girls grown, would you say, in from, from watching you? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I definitely can understand, you know, that worry with everything that's going on and being so busy. Um, You want your children to grow up and to love the Lord and you want to protect them from all things that would, you know, not um, that would anything that would hurt their hearts or in any other way. And um, the Lord is really in just the last couple of weeks actually giving me revelation on this specific topic um, and that. Um, your life and how you live your life every day, just loving the Lord, even though we're not perfect, we make mistakes, we lose our temper, all of that. But the seeds that we're planting um, and when they watch us worship and they, they hear us praying and we, we take them to church and we make sure they're in the presence, like those seeds stick and those things grow. And um, I was I saw Jason Upton this past weekend at yeah. Big House Church and there's a song he has called This Garden's Gonna Grow. And he's talking about like the seeds that we're planting, like every seed um, mm. is going to grow. And um, with my girls... What I've seen with them is um, my little Anna, she's six, and she'll just, you know, all of a sudden I'll look back and, and see her in the back seat, and she'll be singing, you know, what a beautiful name it is. That's her favorite song. And um, and then my daughter, Claire, um, we were in a worship service a couple weeks ago, and I looked over, and her hands were raised. And um, so as we model those things for our children, um, even when we don't think they're watching, they're watching. And um, those good things and those those seeds, those Holy Spirit seeds, they do stick and they will grow. Yeah. So be encouraged in that. Amen. And and what I'm hearing you say is, although all of the outsourcing of discipleship is is great, you know, the Awana clubs and the, the Vacation Bible School and the Sunday School and all of that is great, but there's just something transcendent when a child sees their parent on their knees in worship, and it's not weird, mm-hmm. and it's not 
get away because this is de- mommy's time. But having your children see you in this secret place with the spirit enlivening you, I think kids can feel the presence. Mm-hmm. I think they can feel the presence actually better than a lot of us adults that are, have been wounded or jaded or, or whatever else. Because for me, when I first started the secret place model of communing with the Lord, my brain would go thinking about all the stuff I had to do that day. And I would get off track and then I would feel guilty because, oh, you know, this is time with the Lord and I'm thinking about the water bill that has to be paid or whatever. But what I'm hearing you say is we just flip it back. We just make it about Jesus again. So those things will happen. But how can you encourage our wrung out moms and dads to spend time in the secret place? What do you do when your brain goes to, oh, I have all these things I got to do today? When you're supposed to be in the secret place, do you feel guilty? Do you have any any advice? Um, I just keep worship music go worship music going in the background for, um, and so even if we're busy or we're you know in the car or whatever it might be, just putting on worship music and just letting it play, even though I might not necessarily be in my secret place time, so to speak. Um, but and I think too, just inviting the Holy Spirit into situations. Uh, when you kind of feel yourself losing patience and you feel like, you know, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm losing control here. Yeah. Um, I think um, in that moment, just stopping, um, a friend of mine actually taught me this. She does it with her children. Just stopping and just saying, Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this moment. Just pray that you would take complete control. And just every, and that, that makes a huge impact, impact on kids when things are feeling kind of chaotic and all of a sudden you just bring it to a halt and you mm. just invite Holy Spirit into that moment. Um, but even in the busyness of the day, just having that worship music going in the background is so powerful Yeah, because it's changing the atmosphere. I love that. And, you know, the scripture is that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. And, and as I was preparing for this show and the Lord was leading me through a couple different scriptures, including what we said with Mary breaking the expensive perfume and her dowry, this is what, this is what would have made her valuable to a husband. And she breaks it and gives it all to Jesus in a moment. And that really breaks forth the, right after that, we have the triumphal entry where the entire region is calling out that Jesus is the savior and they're throwing down their clothing and palm branches, you know, the Palm Sunday story and all of that. It's the high watermark of Jesus's ministry. And the Lord showed me that it was her raw worship that called that forth. But then he took me to the Old Testament, and we know the story of Joseph, right? The Joseph coat of many colors, and um, he was the favored son, and his brothers were not very happy about that, and they were pretty torqued off with Joseph, and he told them that they were going to all bow down to him, and we know what happened if you know the story. Um, They decide, well, let's kill him. Let's just get rid of him. Oh, well, we can't kill him. You know, the oldest is like, let's not kill him. That's too severe. I know. Let's sell him. (laughs) So they sell him to the, you know, the Midianite traders Mm -hmm. and they take him to Egypt where he ends up rising to like vice president status under Pharaoh, the second command. But here's what the Lord showed me. He said, you know, before that happened, they threw him in a pit. They threw him in a cistern and Joseph thought he was going to die. And then Judah came back, and Judah is the one that lifted him out Mm -hmm. and sold him into slavery. But Judah is the one who lifted him out. And Mm -hmm. when and the Lord just brought me to Judah, 
means praise. And I think a lot of people, when I'm in a pit, I'm wondering how do I get out of the pit? Praise will pull you out of the pit. Judah will pull you out of the pit. Out of the pit. And Jennifer, we have about 15 more minutes. I'd like for you to kind of bring it back around full circle for the folks that maybe didn't hear at the beginning of what the Lord did with you and how he uh, supernaturally healed you in a moment Mm -hmm. and how the praises of his people really primed the atmosphere Mm -hmm. for what happened to you. And probably 80, 90% of the people in the congregation that had uh, a need. You know, I always ask, if you need physical healing in your body right now, put your hand up or stand up or whatever. And we had uh, a small group, but there was a lot of people that needed healing percentage-wise. And I remember that night that it was just, the Lord was just healing everyone. Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful. So, If you're just tuning in with us, you're listening to 89.1 FM, The Word in Praise. I'm Scott Gilbert, your host, and this is the Firestorm Live broadcast. Every week, we bring you inspiring testimonies of regular people just like you who are moving in love evangelism. They're moving in the power of the Holy Spirit, which is available to absolutely every believer. They're seeing people healed in the public square, in the grocery store. They're seeing people saved at the Wawa. They're seeing people they're seeing bondages break off of people. One of these days I'll do a show on deliverances and seeing the demonic manifestations leap out of people in the UPS store and in, in Starbucks and dramatic things. This is a normal thing for the sons and daughters. It's available to everyone, and that's what the Firestorm Live broadcast is all about, is to encourage you and provoke you that there are other folks that are moving this. It's available to you. So my guest tonight is Jennifer Hartung, and Jennifer experienced a supernatural healing. Uh, We think it was about a year and a half ago in a uh, church service at Ingleside Church in Norfolk. And Jennifer, you were leading worship that night, Mm -hmm. and we've said many times that it's the Lord is inhabiting the praises of his people. You're calling forth that in just raw worship. And it's not like Jennifer has a 15-piece band behind her. I mean, I remember you having uh, maybe a guitarist and a keyboardist. Mm -hmm. It's not about the, uh, you know, enormity of the musical talents even. It's really where your heart is. And although Jennifer is an amazing singer, and I encourage you to look for her on Facebook, Jennifer Hartung, and you can uh, see her in her in her personal studio in your car, right? Mm-hmm. Acapella. And it's just beautiful the way the Lord inhabits the praises of his daughter here. So Jennifer, what, what was going on with your body uh, that that night that we met, and what did God do? Um, I'd experienced pain for several years in my back, um, in my cervical spine, and my lumbar spine um, because of a fall that happened um, several years before, and um, chronic pain all the time. I was never not in pain, so I just lived with it. Mm. And um, I'd been prayed for several times um, at different church services at different you know times, but this particular night was different. Um, I, um, after, you know, leading worship, um, with a couple of friends of mine, um, you know, the atmosphere was just, it was sweet and Holy Spirit was there and it, um, Scott and his team were praying so powerfully for people and I had never seen, um, 
someone pray for healing um, in that way, but it was with such authority. And it's exactly what Jesus told his disciples to do, to heal the sick to cast out demons mm-hmm. and so raise that's the ex- dead raise the dead <laughs> yeah. exactly and that's exactly what they did they they spoke to my spine and they they commanded it to line up they commanded the pain to go in jesus name and it did and i felt um in my cervical spine i felt um i felt movement and then i heard two cracks mm. and i had heard that you know other people that happening for them and um, I thought, wow, that would be so awesome. That's actually a thought that I would have periodically. And so for the Lord to to um, not only um, heal my back, but also allow me to hear it healing, I think was um, just awesome. Yeah. Um, and it, it definitely, um, I knew that something happened. And that was my first experience with something like that. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Never, never had experienced healing for myself in that way. Okay. And so um, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And yeah. you were able to, and I guess I had you check it mm-hmm. and you were able to what? Bend and touch your toes for the first time in like a decade, yep. you said? Yep. Yep. <laughs> No pain at all. Praise God. And on the show notes for today's show, we actually shot a quick little testimonial video after that. Yep. Uh, Really raw, just a phone, you know, video. And we will have that up on firestormunited.org under the radio show, under tonight's show notes. You can watch that immediate testimony right after it happens. Right after it happened, Jennifer, you were glowing and uh, it was it was just a really beautiful, raw, in the moment. The Lord touches her, removes all of her pain. Her back cracks into place, and she has an instantaneous relief of 10 years. The Lord, you know, still releases the captives, mm-hmm. and he takes away 10 years of pain mm-hmm. in a moment. Mm-hmm. It's That's available to absolutely every single believer. And we just have um, about 10 more minutes. Jennifer, I know you move in Holy Spirit gifting. I know you are a friend of God, and he sees you as his daughter. I feel like there are people that are listening right now that need relief, that have problems in their body, that have pain in their body. So if the Lord gives you anything for anyone, Mm -hmm. let's pray for our listeners. And let's just see that because, you know, the Lord's not a respecter of persons. No. I'm not special. I'm just a son, and everything that that you hear me testifying about and our guests testifying about is available for absolutely every single believer. So if there's ever been a time in your life where you have committed your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are now a new creation. The Word says the old is gone, the new has come. You've crossed over from death to life. You were darkness, now you are light. The very Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. You might not feel it, but we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. So this is available for every single believer. If you have not, if there's really never been a time that you've really committed yourself to the Lordship of Jesus, you can do that right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe would you lead us in that for folks that would like to commit their lives to Jesus? They say, you know, I just feel like there's more. I go to church. Maybe when I went when I I was a kid or whatever, I feel like there's a lot of people that have been wounded, Mm -hmm. badly wounded in Mm -hmm. faith communities. But um, if Jesus were here, he wouldn't have wounded you like that no. because he's not like that. Mm-hmm. But if you'd like to maybe pray, pray in for people that want to receive the, the Lord in fullness, maybe yes. lead them in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, today, if this is, if you've never received Jesus as your savior, 
um, you know, he died for you. He died on a cross and he, he suffered, um, so that he could have you for eternity so that he could be with you for eternity. Um, and he rose again Mm -hmm. and, um, proved it. He loves you so very much. And so if you want to pray that, that prayer today, if you, if you want to receive Jesus as your savior, it's so very simple and just say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, please forgive me for all my sin and come into my heart. I believe you died on the cross and that you rose again and that you're my savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And if there's anyone out there who you, you have Jesus in your heart, you've you've received him as your Savior, but you want to receive him in fullness. You want to receive Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, I just want to pray for you right now, um, wherever you might be. Um, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would just invade every space um, of every person listening right this moment. I pray you would just um, just overshadow and fill them in Jesus' yes, name, Lord. and they would experience you in fullness. And um, I just thank you, Lord, that right now you're just hovering over and you're filling them. Mm. Just thank you, Father, that you're bringing your sons and daughters into fullness um, and yeah. to such a place of rest. Just thank you for the rest that you're giving yeah. your children in Jesus' name. And I feel like, Jennifer, as you're praying, you know, we call Jesus the Prince of Peace. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are listening right now that you don't have peace. You're getting pulled all different directions right now in the world. Maybe you're a parent and kids and work and the pets and life and making dinner and discipling my children. All these things are really weighing on you. I just want to encourage you that Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm. And when you come to him, he actually lives through you. You actually do less and he does way more. And this is available. So I just, right now, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for just an anointing of peace. Mm to flood over our listeners right now. I thank you, Lord, that you are the Prince of Peace. So right now, Holy Spirit, come, fill our listeners with your presence and your peace, that they would know that you see them and that you love them and that you are co-laboring with them. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Jesus. So Jennifer, why don't we pray for backs? Yeah. Because you had a back healing, and I've mm-hmm. seen this before, that it seems that when you have experienced uh, a certain manifestation of the Lord, you know, your knee is healed, you kind of carry with you a, an anointing for praying for other knees. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen over and over. Uh, your back was healed. So let's pray for backs. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll command the body. Uh, the Lord will touch you. He's not a respecter of persons. He loves you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm pray for backs. Yes, do absolutely. It. Let's do it. All right. Jesus, I just thank you for every person that's listening um, and even family members of those who are listening. Um, and right now, Father, I just pray, um, I just, um, just every person who's experiencing back pain, neck pain, um, I just command your spine to line up yes, Lord. with the word of God. And I command all pain to leave your neck and your back, every part of your spine in Jesus' name, Mm. with the authority that God has given me Yes, through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Yeah, and I was just noticing in my body, so I'm feeling a little bit of 
uh, just discomfort in my lower back and my hips actually right now, which is out of the ordinary. I never have pain there. So I've found that when I pray for people, the Lord will give me what I call a sympathy pain. Mm-hmm. Um, that means somebody out there has that, and it's really light. It, it's easy to miss. It's so easy to miss. But after you get used to the way the Lord talks to you, you'll start to feel it more. So as you were praying, Jennifer, I felt I'm feeling it in my, especially my right hip right now. So if you have pain in your right hip, it it might even be a sciatic thing. Thank you, Lord, for your presence to fill my brothers and sisters right now. And I command all pain in the hip and the sciatic area to get out right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for complete and total restoration. Bodies be healed right now on the authority of Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's kind of what it sounds like. We want to model it. We want to make it really simple and really quick. Now, guys, test it. Check it out. Try to do something that you couldn't do before. And a lot of times that's when the healing manifests is when you, Jesus says, stretch out your hand. And that's when his hand is is healed. So test it. And I'm going to pray one more time. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you who began a good work will bring it to completion. So everyone, that the body is being healed right now, I thank you, Lord, to complete it right now. I command all pain to go, be completely restored, backs be healed, hips be healed, right ankles be healed right now in Jesus' name. All pain go on the authority of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. In our next episode, we meet amazing power couple, Christian and Lauren Corbett. Christian and Lauren live a missionary lifestyle of speaking life and love into people every day, everywhere they go. They're seeing the sick healed. They're seeing demons jump out of people. And as a couple, the two are so powerful. I know you're going to want to tune in to see how and hear how the Lord is moving in power in Christian and Lauren Corbett.